1: Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast for all podcast updates and more. It is our mid-season grades and Northwestern preview episode where we will be grading the Huskers on their mid-season. Uh, we'll be talking Northwestern and we will get into our games of the week against the spread. Uh, first of all, Tyler, what did you do over the bye week? Did you enjoy yourself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was good. Some good college football on. And that Wisconsin-Illinois game. Did you go to a pumpkin oh, I, patch? No, no pumpkin patch. No pumpkin patch.
1: Oh, okay. Derek, how about you? Did you have a good uh, bye week holiday?
2: Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, the weather was kind of shitty, so you couldn't do much but watch football. So it didn't bother huh? me, none.
1: Yeah. It's pretty fun to watch other games, right, Derek?
2: I enjoy watching all games.
1: Oh yeah. Well, guys, we uh are at our halfway point, six games into the twenty twenty three season. It is time to give mid season grades by position group. So I will caveat this by saying this, listening to Matt Rule tonight. He's not a big fan of grades. He doesn't like all the outside noise. So we are going against what Matt Rule uh, said here because we had this plan before he spoke. So we are going to go get into it. We
2: were going to do it uh, even if he didn't like it.
1: Oh, that's not true, Derek.
2: Oh, yes, it is. He even we have... he even said in this press conference that fans should do this. He just doesn't like it inside his program. All right. So well, if you're a player, quit listening to us. <laughs>
1: You can pick up as uh, soon as we get to the Northwestern preview. Okay. So, again, we're going to do position by position group. Derek, what is your grade for the quarterbacks and why? All right.
2: I struggled with all the offense here, but I went with a C-plus. And I, 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 here's the thing. Like, their passing leaves a lot to be desired. Uh we're sitting at a five to six if touchdown to interception ratio right now. Uh, I mean, I think Harburg's passing 52% or 51, 52% and uh, Sims is passing 58%. Neither one looks good passing, but they're doing good running the ball. And that's still part of being a quarterback. And so I had, I had to give them a, a little bit of a bump up there. Uh, there's four total touchdowns with rushing and I mean, hell Harburg leads the team in rushing. So if it wasn't for him, I don't know if we'd have any points. So I, I went with a C plus.
1: Tyler.
0: Well, I mean, I think if you would have asked me after the first two games of just Jeff Sims, I probably would have given this an F. And if you had asked me, uh, if to just evaluate just the passing I probably would give like a D minus or D, but I did bump this up to a C minus uh, entirely. We were talking about with Harbert running the ball uh, and Jeff Sims, when he was playing, running the ball. I think both of them were a big part of this offense. We, we've talked about the unprecedented rate. The quarterback is running the ball this year. I mean, we're three and three and that quarterback run is a big part of it. So I, I ultimately got him up to a C minus.
1: Yeah, I did too. I'm, I'm at C minus and I would have gone D D plus. Uh, But just the fact that they are running the ball so well got me to a C minus. I mean, statistically, uh, Harburg is at the bottom half to the bottom third uh, in almost all the uh, passing categories. It's not impressive. Uh, What is impressive about what Harburg is doing, and we'll throw Jeff Sims in here, but he only has two starts, but I'm really focusing on Harburg. Uh, it's it 's everything that he does with his legs, his ability to run the ball is awesome, and that gets him that gets him up there there 's a lot to be desired when you bounce these quarterbacks off Jeff Sims and Harburg against the rest of the competition it 's hard to imagine that they're even like average to above average like Derek you have a c plus there 's no way I could put these quarterbacks above uh, a c to do a c plus because They are the lower end quarterbacks in the Big Ten conference as a whole. I mean, it's it's they're not great quarterbacks.
2: I I ultimately went with a C plus because Henrik Harburg is tenth in the Big Ten right now in rushing yards.
1: Right, right,
2: and and so to to me that's and that's what they seem to want to do with these quarterbacks right now, or that's what they're doing with them, I guess at least. And if that's if that's what it is, then that's what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna damn him for his running because that's what's working well for him.
1: No, I mean you're right. I mean that's what makes me bump it up to what he is there. But my God, this would be brutal if we were just talking about the passing game in general, right? I mean, passing game. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not
2: good. I mean, and that's why that's why it's down. That's why I have it down as far as I do. If if I was just just off the running, I would have it. Well, at least uh, if, I, if I was judging just Henrik Harburg, I'd probably have it closer to a B minus. But I just can't do it with with Jeff Sims still having two starts and doing what he did. Because that's part of the six games that we're talking about. Right. And so, he to me, he's the one dragging the grade down more than anything.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Harburg is definitely the uh, much better quarterback. All right, moving to the running backs. Derek, your, your grade for the running backs.
2: This is another one I, I'm struggling with. Like, I – it was tough to grade these because I – I wanted to give them a little bit of credit because we've got our top two running backs hurt for the, out for the season. And they were doing okay. I mean, uh, you know, Gabe Irvin av- was averaging 5.16 yards per carry. Uh, Ramir Johnson was averaging 4 5.42 yards per carry. But they just don't have a ton of yards because they didn't play enough. Anthony Grant has done okay. I mean, hell, he's 11th in the Big Ten in rushing with a, with a whopping 280 yards. He's got three touchdowns, but the fumbles ultimately, between him and Emmett Johnson fumble, and I, I had to dock him a little bit. I went with a C on this one. I. That's probably even higher than what it should be, but I'm going to see.
1: Tyler?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, at least right off the bat, I'm a little bit different side than you. I mean, it, it is tough to do with the injuries. You know, you don't you don't want to completely say, well, the injury is part of the game. You can't completely give a pass on that. Uh You got the product. I think in the game, Anthony Grant has looked good, and obviously a lot of rushing yards has come from the quarterback spot. But we're still second in the Big Ten in rushing. We're still running the ball very, very well. Um, you know, right now Anthony Grant has 280 yards. I still think this is the strength of this offense is that run is Anthony Grant. Um, Fleeks has come in and obviously gave us a spark a little bit. So I, I went with a C plus. I got, I got the running backs a little bit ahead of the quarterback because ultimately, quarterback while all they are doing is running, I do expect a quarterback to pass. Running back, all I expect them to do is run, and they're doing it mildly effective right now. So I want a C plus.
1: Yeah, we're all in the same ballpark. I did go C minus. Headed into this year, we all thought that the running backs was going to be the the best position group on offense. We had not a lot of talent. Uh, had a lot of injuries with Irvin and Ramir Johnson going down. So that leaves it to Anthony Grant. And if you look at Anthony Grant, yeah, he, he has 280 yards rushing. Uh, but uh, most of those yards were against, you know, L- Louisiana Tech and uh, Northern Illinois. And against all power five teams that he's been playing against, he's averaging less than three yards, three or less yards a carry against power five against Minnesota, Michigan and Illinois. Illinois had 20 carries and 56 yards. Uh it's, it's not great. It is very – it's less than average. Uh, we're getting at less than average play out of these running backs. Uh, even when they were healthy, they weren't that great. Uh, so, I'm with the C-. Uh, wide receivers. Derek.
2: All right. I re- really, I would like to just give an incomplete on this, but I know you guys aren't going to let that fly.
1: Because Take a stand.
2: The thing is, like, they lost so much out of this room. Losing Xavier Betts and then losing Garcia Castaneda. It's just been an impossible situation, I think, for them to deal with. Uh, We've only got two touchdowns from wide receivers. Billy Kemp is the only one that's been any, what, decent out of the wide receiver room. I mean, Marcus Washington was doing okay, but now he's hurt for the rest of the season. Uh ultimately, I end up going with a D minus just because it's, it's abysmal. We our, our wide receivers aren't catching a lot of balls. They're not effective
1: at all right now. Not getting a lot of separation, yeah. Tyler? Now,
0: I, I gave him a little bit higher with a D. Um, Billy Kemp, I think, has kind of done what I was hoping he would do. So he's kind of lived up to the hype. You know, the, the probably the most disappointing part of this room, besides the injuries, is the freshman involvement um i i didn't expect the biggest thing of the freshmen i'd expect them to rewrite passing records at nebraska but i really thought they'd be contributors to this point um you know especially for how weak that room was going into it and then you add all the injuries that just keep mounting um pretty disappointing there but overall i mean i think the future is still bright with those freshmen but this year i mean it's not good it, it's just billy kemp and a bunch of guys alex bullock you know you he kind of heard all the hype and haven't really seen much of him and it's just that hasn't looked well so yeah I got a d yeah I'm d
1: also looking at this group we have six games left would you be shocked if the wide receiver group produced an honorable mention all big ten out of this position group
0: uh, yeah hundred percent
1: hundred percent there's no, no way. way
2: there's no way that's happening
1: even B- Billy Kemp I mean no. he's 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 got to be the closest right He's like well, the,
2: yeah. he's like the thirty third leader in reception yards right now.
0: Like, Ter- yeah, Turner Corcoran has a better chance of being first team All Big Ten than Billy <laughs> kept getting on honorable bench. And... <laughs> Ouch.
1: All right, moving to the tight end, Derek. All
2: right, so t- Fedoni's been a bit of a bright spot in the passing game to an extent, I guess. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It's tough to call him a bright spot because there's just not a lot of bright spots in the past game. Uh, but he does have three touchdowns. Uh, and then Borker's been a little unheard of. I mean, he's a good blocker. You don't see him catch a lot of passes. In fact, he has, I think, four catches on the year. So I, the tight end room just isn't doing a ton either. But I'll, I'll give him a C because I, I think that Fedoni's – bringing that grade up a little bit
0: Tyler um I want to see uh Thomas madni has been I think for the weapons I think you know I've liked what I've seen he's come along he's just he's he's a far away from probably where he will end his career I think he'll continue to get better I think the season progresses he'll get better but as of right now I mean he's been a bright spot. I, I would say overall, when we talked about tight ends about a few months ago, we really thought there was a lot of depth in this room. Um, you guys you, did. Well, and obviously Eric Gilbert didn't pan out at all. Uh, and you thought Bonner, hey, he's kind of that fullback tight end. Maybe we see something of him. Maybe we will eventually, but right now we haven't. Borichter thought he would be okay. And just, it, it's been a, Thomas Bedoni's been good. Probably not great. The rest of the room has just been non existent. So that's where my C comes from.
1: Jenner and
2: Bonner's been on a milk carton. Like, we expect, I, the way the coaches talk about him, I expected so much out of him. You're not seeing much of him out of fullback. You're not seeing much
0: of him at a tight end. And we're weapon deprived. And we're weapon deprived right now, which is like the thing. It's not like there's not snaps to go around.
2: <laughs> yeah. it so it amazes me that he hasn't seen more time. It's, he hasn't, hasn't handled the ball more than he has.
1: So I went with B- minus with the uh, tight ends. Uh, I think Fedoni is getting stronger and stronger as each game goes by. He is Harburg's number one target out of all of them. Uh, I think the I th- I like the progression of Fedoni. Now, his three TDs, that's tied for eighth in the Big Ten in receiving TDs as far as that goes. So that's that's mildly impressive, right? Brokerture, yes. Brokerture, uh, his produ- offensive production is lacking. With just those four touchdowns and forty-four yards, but receptions, uh, not touchdowns. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. And uh but, I mean, I just think Fedoni. I think he's carrying this uh tight end room to. He is. They're they're above average. I mean, it, it's it's not bad for the amount of reps that they're actually getting. Well, I'm sorry, not reps. The number of touches that they're actually getting. I think they're making the most of. uh out of uh, what they're getting. So, uh, B minus for me. Offensive line, Derek.
2: This is another one that was about impossible to grade for me. I, I, it's just tough. Uh, I want to say because we do run the ball. Well, I want to give them a, a decent grade on it, but the pass protection still lacks, uh, Really, sack wise, we haven't. Give, I mean, we've given up sacks a lot against Minnesota and Michigan. Other than that, it hasn't been terrible on giving up sacks, but the pressure has been still pretty bad. So, I, I'm gonna give them a C minus, just because I figure if we we if we're if we're leading the Big Ten in rushing, then it's, it's got to say something.
0: Tyler. Yeah, I want to see. Um, I think we're aligned there. I think they've looked good in running the ball. I think Ethan Piper has really come into his own. I think Ben Scott's had a pretty good year. Yeah, pressure hasn't been perfect, especially when you look at we're seventh in the Big Ten and giving up sacks or sixth most sacks, something like that. Um and, and for how little we drop back to pass the ball is is kind of concerning. Um but I, I think Illinois was a bright spot. They turned a the corner a little bit there. You're right. It's really a two game stretch where they just completely couldn't pass protect with Minnesota and Michigan. Michigan's doing that to all sorts of teams right now. I mean, they're, they're having a hell of a year for maybe the best team in college football. So nothing really to be ashamed of there. And even Minnesota has been able to put some uh, pressure uh, on this year. So Overall, you can't really complain too much. And just to clarify, my stat was wrong. We're uh, we've given up the fourth most sacks in the Big Ten. I'm sorry, I had the wrong stat there. But yeah, uh, but overall, not not much different picture. Just not a great situation. Um, pass protection, but really good run. Solid C, solid C effort. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've... go ahead. So,
2: sorry, I, there was one other stat I kind of wanted to throw out there as to why I gave him the grade I gave him. We're, we're averaging over five yards per carry in every game except for Minnesota and Illinois. And in Minnesota, we were at 4.89, so we were just barely under five yards a carry. And then Illinois, I, I don't know what happened in that game where we couldn't run the ball, but we only averaged 3.2 yards a carry in that game. In Michigan, it was skewed because of the one run, that 175-yard run, but we just didn't run the ball very often against Michigan, I think he really had like 21 carries in that game.
1: Yeah, I have C minus here. I haven't been overly impressed with the offensive line. Uh, one of the things that you didn't bring up, Derek, was uh, the penalties. I mean, there's been a lot of penalties, uh, that especially was, against.
2: That was really one game. I didn't think that, I didn't think the penalties have been overly bad throughout the year, outside of the one game. Ben Scott's had a few that really you off, but... Yeah. But the, all the uh, false starts were happening against Illinois, and other than that, I don't think there's been a lot of procedural penalties on them. There, there hasn't been a lot of holding penalties on them at all.
1: That's true. Uh, but between penalties, number of sacks, the pressures, the pass protection, uh, when I was doing this, and I was, like, giving the grades for the running backs and the, the offensive line, you know, they go hand-in-hand, hand, right? So... Uh looking at what I thought out of that running back room is with all the talent that we have, are they I mean, are they better than what they're what they are but being held back to that offensive line? I mean I don't know. All it seems like a lot of the rushing yards is coming from the quarterback position. They're getting onto the outside and they're doing it. Going. I mean is that really the offensive line? Uh helping out Harburg on those long ass runs? I don't know.
0: I mean I mean it's a question of when the when the Huskers in the 90s were running the option was that the right. offensive line did they have anything to do with it or was it all quarterback and yeah. I think you would argue the offensive line had something to do with that success
1: So you're saying that that's here too Yeah Tanner?
0: I I I think the offensive line I get I I watch that offensive line and I feel they are they do really well running I mean if you go back and rewatch that Illinois game we didn't have the most success running the football but like, look at that and tell me the missed block. Tell me where the missed block is or was it just overloading the box? And you can only get so much when you have eight guys and five guys to block them. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's it's hard to break six, seven yards a run in that situation, but we were still yeah. moving ball positively. Like, it wasn't like they were getting beat and getting tackled in the backfield. They just, the lanes aren't there when you don't have enough guys to block.
1: True, and and then it goes to the lack of, uh, passing game i mean we're we're not a passing threat by no means, so that hurts us also uh, would you guys say i mean actually, I think you guys would both say that the offensive line is better this year than last year, right but yes. how much
2: I would lean towards slightly
1: <laughs> just very slightly I, I, they', they uh, did, i mean they didn't take the 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 giant step so far than what we thought they were going to, right? I,
0: I don't think I thought they were going to take a giant step. I think they are on par for where I thought they were going to be. I, think I, just, this... I just think it's difficult because of how drastically different
2: this offense is compared to what it was last year. Like, they did okay in pass protection last year because we threw the ball 500,000 times. And we got, we, we, I mean, hell, we threw the ball downfield all the
0: time last
2: year. I, and now this year
0: they're expected to run block
2: rather than it's just so different
0: it, it is different and that's fair I, I think one of the things I would point to is last year Anthony Grant got a little bit of a reputation for dancing in the backfield and I think a lot of that was due to the fact that he was constantly waiting for someone to get through the line of scrimmage because that happened to him so often and having to make a guy miss you've definitely seen him improve and maybe it's of that's on coaching and him getting better but I think a lot of that is his confidence that he isn't going to get hit beyond yard of scrimmage. He's going to have at least a little bit of a hold to run through, and I think it's been there. So, I mean, guys, we're we're still far from being a great offensive line. We're we're still far from being probably a good, but I feel I feel like we're a solid average. We're we're we've moved up the mediocrity right now,
1: and <laughs> hey, that's all you can ask right at this point, right? We're three yeah. and three. Just yep, be mediocre. A lot,
0: season, a lot of a lot of C's and bad grades on that offense.
1: Yeah. Uh shit, surprisingly, I have the best grade out of any of those position groups with a B minus. I was actually shocked by that. Okay. Moving to the defense. This is where I think we're gonna see a lot better grades.
0: A little bit. A little bit, yeah.
1: Derek, defensive line.
2: A minus. I love this defensive line. I think they've done everything they need to do. Nash Hutmacher's turned into a beast. Uh, Ty Robinson, I think, could do a little more, but I, he's he's doing his job. He's plugging holes. He's doing he's doing what he's got to do. Uh, Blaze Gunderson, Cam Lenhart. There's so much depth getting getting developed on this defensive line. I I, I love this defensive line. They got, we have five defensive linemen with a sack and six with th- with tackles for loss. And it helps that we're. Sixth in yards per carry right now in the country, uh, stopping the run at only giving up 2.6 yards per carry, and we're fourth in yards per game, in rush defense. And that's a, that's a lot of that's on the defensive line. And if, you're not gonna see it in the in the stat box. You're not gonna see them with the tackles and all that. But they're plugging the holes and they're doing what they have to do. And I, I again, A minus. I think this is a great defensive line right now.
0: Tyler, I, I went with a B. Um, I think everything Derek said in the run game, I've definitely seen. Um, you know they they've definitely held up their end of the bargain. I have nothing to add. I, I would say the only thing I would downgrade them on is the the lack of consistency in the pass rush. Um, uh, you know I know a lot of people would feel like, well, you get the rush from the linebackers. I mean, but man, after Cam Lenhart went down with an injury, that that defensive line just lost their ability to get after a quarterback. Um. And, and and that would be the only thing I would downgrade it, but I think a B is still a good grade. And and again, if you want to talk about the most improved positions, there is no position to look because this was this was a D defensive line last year, maybe a D plus. And then the fact that I got him up to a B already, and you got to think about with when Lenhart comes back, which presumably will be any time now. He's started playing against Illinois again. You know, th- there's a lot of upside still with this group.
1: For me, this is the. Uh, most pleasant surprise that I've seen out of the entire team in 2023 headed of the year. I was really down on this defensive line. It was like Ty Robinson and a bunch of inexperienced guys. The job that Terrence Knighton has done with this defensive line to get all of these guys to play at the level that they're playing is truly remarkable. And I'm grading them at an A minus. You know, if there's anything that I could ask for out of this defensive line, and there's, I think they're still doing an okay job getting pressure. I would love to see more pressure out of there, uh, more successful pressure, um, a few more sacks, but uh, they're, jeez, I'm I, super impressed with I, everything I just want that to put I've put out there, out though.
2: That I was the only one that talked good about this defensive line, so there was a lot of potential here for them to be good. You guys are pretty hard on these guys preseason. Yeah. And I, I told you guys I thought there could be some good potential here.
1: You know what's really cool about this defensive line? How how many times have you seen true freshmen come in and make the uh, the impact that's there's that these guys are doing? The future. You have three the guys is
2: so bright on this on this line. It's just
1: three true freshmen between Prince, Will, uh, Cameron Lenhart, and
2: uh, Riley Van Poppel.
1: Yep, both all three of those guys they're contributors. I mean, it's not like they're just minor guys. I mean, any time that these guys are on the field, you know something good is going to happen. Uh, and and they're, they're proving it. Every week they're getting better and better. So, um, yeah, you're right, Derek. The future is so bright at this defensive line position group. Uh, Terrence Knighton, pay pay this man whatever it takes now.
2: That To, to me right now, that is uh... – Outside of maybe Tony White, that is probably Matt Rule's best hire.
1: Oh, I think so. He has done the most with uh, getting stuff out of these guys. I, How many times I, do you I hear? I love
2: the old pork chopper? Yeah, roast beef, whatever they call them. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, and Dustin, you were hitting on this with all the freshmen, but the, the positive thing is they're all coming back, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Ty Robinson will be back again. Nash will be back again. I mean, this, this unit... Is going to rinse and repeat for next year. You're right. Well, you you hope those
2: two guys come back. Nash Hutmacher might might possibly get drafted this year
0: if he wants. I mean, do you, you, I mean, do you really think that? Do you think he's all conference yeah. right now? Uh, at least honorable mention. Yeah,
1: I think you come back if if you're just honorable mention. Right, like that's. Come back.
2: I, I don't know. I I. I I've read articles, I've seen a lot of shit about him. It, I don't know if it's that, that easy of a decision for him to just come back.
0: I mean, I, I would think love he's, him to he needs come back. I think he needs a big second half to go. I mean, I mean, he's been good. This is his first year of any real production and he I mean, I, I don't He's been good. I mean, he, him him I, I I don't want to downgrade, it, but I think Derek, you're building him up a little bit more than his performance probably yeah, actually that's dictates i love this kid he's- you're acting like he's a dominican suit like that's what you're no, making I'm not, sound let's
2: like, say he's a first round pick i'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination but i don't um, know if he's a fifth round pick but it, uh,
1: let's jeez we just gave these guys like oh well, i know but derek's sitting here, derek's sit here Derek, saying or tyler you not, want
0: shit all over him? that we're gonna retire number zero or what the hell is number is number zero right yeah, yeah. we're going to retire that number. No one's ever going to wear it again. I mean, he's been good. He's been good. Let's get he's to a set, position I think is a little bit he's, better. He's
2: leading the team in tackles for loss. You don't expect that out of a nose guard. Not very often. Why? But. Because his job is to
0: plug holes. His, his his job is to be a disruptor, and he's done a good job at that. All right,
1: All right let's uh, talk about this uh, linebacking core. Derek.
2: Uh, so I, ultimately, I went with a B plus with these guys. I, they're really good, and they're helping a lot out in the run game. They're, they get a lot of credit for this too. Uh, I think their coverage could be a little bit better, though, in the pass game. So I kind of I kind of docked them for that. Uh, but other than that, like I, I like the linebacking core. They're doing great, but just got to figure out a way to stop the pass a little bit
0: better. Tyler. I went with an A, a solid A. I mean, I think, I mean, I to start naming names in this linebacker room is hard to do because you'll leave someone out. But between Nick Henrik coming back and being a guy after his turn as ACL, Luke Reimer, when he played, has been phenomenal. Uh, Bullock has been a huge surprise, one of the coolest stories on the team. Butler's come in, tied, tied for Reimer's for leading the team in sacks. Um I mean, overall, th- this linebacking core has I th- I think been the biggest reason why we are uh where we are in rush defense. They've they've done a great job of not allowing teams that run the ball. Um defense line obviously gets a lot of credit there too, but I think linebackers are probably a little bit more driving force. I I mean to me, I, I I'm probably with you on uh Knight being the best, but I think Rob was a guy that we were all pretty hard on in our like pre-season coaching evaluations and of like of the coaches we were the most wrong on could he be the coach we were the most wrong on because i know this room had talent but they're far exceeding anything i thought we'd see out of them this year
1: yeah i agree with you i gave them an a as well uh for the same reasons i mean it, it we're not just like it's not like we're you know, it's the top two linebackers that are like stealing the show. They're deep; they have a lot of players. That's what's impressive about the entire defense. When you look at the defensive line, when you took it, take a look at the linebackers. It's not just the starters that are making the grade for them; it's all the depth that's behind it, and all those guys that the way that they step up, and there's little to no drop off when these uh, second second teamers, in some in some cases, even third teamers come in. It's nothing drops off. They are the coaches on the defensive side of the ball are doing such a great job, getting everybody to rise to that potential. I mean, this is an easy A. We thought that they the linebackers were going to be good headed into the season, and and they've even uh, exceeded expectations to an extent, the depth. just by the the, the depth. depth. Yeah. yeah. So, so easy wh- A. Where,
2: where do you feel there's more depth right now, defensive line or linebackers?
0: Linebackers Linebacker
2: Really? I, I feel there's more depth on defensive line
1: I,
0: really I mean, we, we we didn't even talk about guys like MJ Sherman Who's come in and looked decent Chief when orders. he's done
1: yeah. I
0: mean, like, it's just I mean, and again, defensive line I, I understand that Cam Lenhart got injured But, I mean, losing Luke Reimer And not really noticing a drop-off Is right. phenomenal I mean, like, if, if Nash hutmaker got injured You'd be like, oh, fuck, we're screwed We're going to notice a drop-off for sure like losing your best player, and Reimer is definitely that guy for the linebackers. And did you miss Javin him at Wright? all?
1: Javin Wright's done a spectacular job. Yeah, I mean he's coming, his opportunities.
0: I, yeah, I I think that linebacker depth is just. I mean, out they're of they're world.
2: both great. I, I I'm not gonna damn either one of them because they're both great in, in depth and play right now. So I mean, it is what it is. But I I, I would hey. give the slight edge for defensive line because I. It seems like we have 11 defensive linemen playing almost every game, and it's like, holy shit, we, yeah. only, got, we only got three defensive linemen, and we're playing 11 yeah. of them. No, none of these guys are going over 35, 40 snaps a game, And that's far yeah. from what we've seen in the past, where we had guys playing 60, 70, 80 snaps a game. Sure. So I, well I, you know to me, the depth in those two position groups is just great. Like I, I love seeing these young guys play.
1: Remember under Barrett Rood, we did not see a lot of rotation at the linebacking. No. The linebackers, they were just, you know, you had your, you had Reimer and Henrich. That was that was it, you know. And they got injured and then they fell apart. They, yep, exactly. I mean, now well, we have guys right. like Ty Bayer. We had
2: Ausman out there and.
1: Sure, uh, I mean that's where he got his start because somebody uh, got injured. Magoo but...
2: Clements had a pretty decent year last year.
1: Okay.
0: that's fair, right, Derek. That's fine. Right. apart maybe a strong stretch, but yeah, fair enough.
1: All right, let's talk about defensive backs, Derek. All
2: right, this is the one I kind of struggled with. Uh, I'm going to give him a C plus. Wow, I, I we're 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 not looking great in pass defense. We're just not. The lack of interceptions bothers me. We're 95th in the country in pass yards per game. We're 83rd in the country in pass completion given up at 61.4% a lot. I mean, this defensive back room is not doing what I thought they would. And the run defense are doing great. They're getting up there. They're helping stop the run. They're just not stopping the pass away. I think they should. And a lot of the third down conversion problems that we're having on defense is because we're giving too big of a cushion in the def- in the backfield.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: this this could be interesting. Tanner? So
0: I, I'm not near as hard on them, but I I went with a B. Um, you know, I, I thought that I think that a lot of the passing yards is a volume base uh, approach. I, I I don't think it's a Oh my God, they're getting wide open and getting burnt every play. And it's not giving up a lot of big plays. It's a. No, but they've given up up
2: some. I mean.
0: I mean, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm trying to do this off memory. But I mean, what, four, five 20 yard passes this season? I mean, it's definitely. We
2: gave up our only touchdown to Illinois on the biggest yard and with our best defensive back.
0: Sure, sure. I mean the, yeah, but that was their one long pass attempt of the day. I mean we I, I I mean they we gave up uh, one touch on that again. I if, mean, they, if
2: they could create some more interceptions and maybe knock a pass down here or there, I could probably give them a better
1: grade. But
0: I Yeah,
2: 84th, I, I, 84th in the country in, in completion percentage is pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I, I did not realize that stat. Uh when I did this exercise I was looking at what I thought about this uh defensive backs room. I mean, but I I am just season. looking at
0: this. I'm sorry. I'm looking at this. Isaac Gifford is 4th in the Big 10 in pass breakups. Uh Newsome Newsom is in the top 20. Hartzog's in the top 20. You have three guys in the top 20 in pass breakups. I I think they're getting a little bit more. Obviously I'd like to see him come up with a couple more interceptions, but they're they're getting their hands on the ball. They're they're putting some pressure. It's just again, I think I don't have the stat in front of me, and maybe I could pull it real quick. But for pass attempts, I mean, I think that Nebraska, we are just getting teams that are throwing all over us. In fact, I will pull that open.
2: We are. We're like 112th in uh, attempts against us. Yeah,
0: we're, we're third in the Big Ten. I mean, only Iowa and Illinois have had more pass attempts against them.
2: And, and, I, and Illinois I I played that. Kansas. And I understand that. But there have been plenty of times where I felt the defensive backs could have helped us get a stop, and they
1: didn't. Huh? Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's been times, especially third and long, where they could have made a play to step up, and they didn't make that play. But I look at this room, headed into this year, uh, I thought this room was going to be the deepest room And most productive room, given of all the experience that was there on the defensive backs. I did knock them down to a B plus because of the way the year has gone. Uh, Derek, I was not aware of your stat right there about the uh, completion percentage, which is a great stat, by the way. But, you know, they've they've dealt with some injuries. Uh, Buford, I mean, he never came back. We kind of thought he would be back by now, I guess. He uh, hasn't come back. And uh, Deshaun I, I, Singleton, that's been a huge blow to this uh, uh defensive backs room. Uh but overall, I mean I'm I i do not hate this group at all. I, I, I think I they're doing I, a fine job.
2: I don't hate this group. And maybe that's why I'm being so harsh on him is because we expected so much out of this room. And I so I expected more out of him, I guess. I, I so I think that's why I'm being harsh on him. I just expected more and I'm not getting what I expected.
1: Yeah, but I think I think if you look across the board in the Big 10, I would suspect that they are that this defensive backs would be in the uh easily in the top half. They're above average out of all the Big 10
0: teams. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So when I give him a B plus, I mean and, you know that's putting him up there. And
0: I'll I'll just say wait wait till the end of the year and see where we are in passing defense. That's fine. We, still, we're, not, we still have we're, the, we're not great st- are in the first but, six games. I know, but we we have but we played Colorado and that that obviously is a tough team to go against. I think that killed the curve. lawtech obviously we talked about this at Nauseam at this point had 150 passing yards in the fourth quarter when the game is out of reach. Like I think. Give it, give it a little bit more time. I think this past defense will be right where you want it to be. I think the performance has been better than maybe the stats lead us to believe. And Hello? I know
1: that we we love to use this little metric at the end of the year as far as uh, all Big Ten honors goes. But, you know, there's three candidates that you have out there that you can look at and for a possible, you know, all Big Ten or honorable mention. And Quentin Newsome... Uh, Isaac Gifford and maybe even Malcolm Hartzog. I mean, maybe he could find an honorable mention. But there's three dudes out there that could find postseason uh, accolades, and so I think that's I think that's kind of impressive. So, moving to special teams, our final category for midseason grades, Derek. I,
2: I'm just gonna go D. I, they haven't been impressive. Vicini uh, is 56 in the country and average punt. We can't return a punt. Our kickoff return looks okay. And then Tristan Alvano, they just continue to stick with this kid, and he struggles.
1: <laughs> Tyler, you're shocked.
2: I
0: am.
1: I mean.
2: it's not I mean, what I. It was not what I expected out of Ed fucking Foley, okay? I mean. I think he'll get right. better. I, I think give him time. He'll be fine. But this year has not been
0: the year I expected. You have Coach Ed there and – I mean, that, that is Derek's worst grade, um, and and I'm I'm shocked because I thought I was going to be the down guy, and Derek, went, I, went, I haven't said a D plus and I thought I was going to be down. I mean, I, I really focus on the Big Ten stats because I think that's the most relevant, but we're second to last in field goal, we're third to last in net punting, we have the third fewest punt return yards and the third fewest punt return average. I mean, there's nothing we're good at. I mean, there there is... The only thing we're good at is we haven't miss, missed an extra point. That That is the only thing we are in the top five in the Big Ten in any special teams category. You had
2: to say that, didn't you? Now we're going to
0: miss an extra point next game. Well, sorry, guys. But, you know, I, I just it, – it's, it's been bad. It, I mean, it, there, there's been a lot of games that I was like, yeah, it's a C. A lot of average games, and then a couple just clunkers. There has not been one game where I was like, that was great special teams. There was one that game was- – there was one game, one, where,
2: game. one game, Minnesota, where I was like, I, man, the special teams looks good.
0: But punting wasn't good in that game. That was a game that punting was really bad in. And we didn't kick a field goal. Or did we kick one? Yeah, we, we kicked we go, one. He went, we went one, one, for, one. one. one, one for one. That was the one, one. game. One for one.
2: That was yeah, the was one, game one. Was, that was one game he was 100% on.
0: Yeah, we, it was one for one, and we had one decent punt return. I mean, it was a good game. It was a good game. Yeah, a lot yeah. of average to bat, below average play. D-plus.
1: I just gave us just a flat seed. Hasn't been great. It hasn't been terrible outside of Tristan Alvano. I mean, what punting hasn't
0: been good? Like, but, I mean, I understand. I understand. We sit there and say forty yards. Hey, that that's good. He's averaging forty yards a kick. Like, the, we got to recalibrate something there because forty yards. What, what,
1: are, what are the stats there for Buschini? What What is he in punting in the league? He,
0: he has. He's averaging. Punters. He's averaging forty-one point seven which is third for last in the Big 10. Really? Iowa's punter is averaging 48. Michigan's 44, Indiana 44, Mich- Minnesota 43, Maryland 43, Ohio State 43, uh Wisconsin 43. I mean, 43 yards is like he's losing 2 yards and we haven't given up I guess a lot of returns. What about
1: inside the 20?
0: So inside, I don't have that stat for the Big 10. I would say that he has one, I mean, he has one touchback. I guess that's a positive okay. stat. You know what? I'm, I'm probably
1: wrong. Maybe, you guys are probably right. I mean, DD plus. Uh, I I kind of thought our punting was a little bit better than that. Actually. I just I
0: I, I I think in my head I thought 40 yards a punt is good, and that that is just not the case. I mean, that that's what the Scott Frost era taught me is 40 I mean, was good, and 40 I'm is I'm a lot of good. weight into
1: a bl- uh, block punt. I mean, we had that happen. That was pretty. That was pretty cool against Illinois.
0: Yeah,
2: but that was such a broken play. Like, I don't know what happened. It doesn't there. matter. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but that—that that was like the worst block punt ever. And Illinois—you probably could have tackled it. You probably could have tackled him instead of blocking that punt.
1: Yeah. All right. So that was a fun exercise, uh, guys. It is our Northwestern preview time. Northwestern, they are three and three, just like us right now. One and two in conference. They're coming off of a twenty-three to twenty win over Howard, an FCS school, uh, led by their backup quarterback. Surprisingly, Nebraska, right now as it stands tonight, twelve-point favorites. The over-under in this game is 42.5. Derek, uh, well, actually, before we get into the key stats, I do want to ask you something. Uh, Nebraska's coming off of a bye week. So, Tyler, what are some things that you think or hope that Nebraska worked on during the bye week? Uh,
0: Passing and catching. Passing.
1: Passing and catching. Okay, I think
0: I think it'd be phenomenal to start throwing for more than a hundred yards. It would be nice to find some sort of sustained success in that regard. That's Big, a little, little need... bit of an
2: exaggeration. I think we throw for over a hundred yards in every game, not
0: by much. Well, Harburg's <laughs> averaging one hundred and five yards per game. So yes, I guess you're right, Derek. We technically are averaging more than a hundred yards passing a game. I mean, we're almost Iowa bad. I mean, it, it is it is troublesome in Nebraska. We we got to figure it out. I mean, if Nebraska we want to compete for the West, we have got to find a way to be able to start throwing for 170 to 200 yards passing. I mean that, that those are some of the numbers I want to see. Harburg, you've now got the reins, man. You had the bye week. Let, let's let's figure this out. All
1: right, Derek. What is one thing that you want to you you hope that this Nebraska team worked on during the bye week?
2: Well, first of all, I want to say I don't think we're going to magically be a good passing team. So, yeah, I hope they worked on it, but I don't ex- expect to see that all of a sudden change. What I hope they worked on was ball control. Jesus Christ, I hope they hold it, talk to these guys and hold on to the ball. Turnovers have been a massive issue all season long. And so I'm hoping they worked on ball control all week long
1: yeah I don't think there's any right or wrong answer here. I think both of the ones that you guys talked about are definitely good uh one of the things that i'm I hope that they worked on and you know really worked on with Harburg is really pitching the ball with the option. I mean we've seen so many times this year he hangs on the ball, you know he doesn't pitch it. I hope with two weeks. That they really worked on him pitching. Because once he starts pitching, that option is going to be that much more effective. And believe it or not, or whether you want to believe it or not, or want it to be, the quarterback run and the option is how we will win games and how we will move the ball. We're not running the ball between tackles like what we thought we were going to. We're not going to magically pass the ball for... 200 yards a game for us to score points and move the ball. It's going to be with the option and the quarterback run. That's, that's how we will score points this year. Next year will be different, hopefully, but for the next six games, it's all, it all is going to uh, revolve around the option. That's what I think. Uh, Thoughts?
2: I mean, they're all good. I, we need to fix all of them, so hopefully they worked on all three of them. But
1: yeah. Uh, all right, Derek, let's get into key stats with Northwestern.
2: All right, so I mean, this is a game that seems awful sim- similar to the Illinois game. We run the ball well; they don't stop the ball well. Not running well, they don't stop. Their defense really isn't a very good. Period. But uh, they're they're 106 in the country, giving up 172 yards a game. Rushing, we're averaging over just over 200 yards rushing a game. It's a it's a game where I think we can just pound it down their throat and just do what we got to do there. Uh, time of possession. I, I I hate harping on this, but. We're averaging 31 minutes a game holding on to this ball. And they're give, they're they're only holding on to the ball less than 27 minutes a game. This is a game where I think it'll be really good to do the same thing we did against Illinois and have the ball in our hands for 37 minutes and just don't let them have the ball. And then you can shut them down and do what you got to do.
0: Tyler? Um, try to think of stats that Derek didn't get. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have any great.
2: I mean they're they're giving least, up, they're giving up almost, I mean, they're giving up almost four sacks a game.
0: Yeah. So, so sacks. Uh, hopefully
2: hopefully you see a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, they don't get a lot of sacks, so hopefully maybe we can stop them on that. The,
0: the, they have they have the second most sacks given up and the second fewest sacks in the uh. Oh, in the fewest sacks in the Big 10. They also have the fewest interceptions in the Big 10. So they're not really great at causing a lot of big plays in. No, but they don't they don't
2: turn it over much either. They no. Turnover margin sitting at 0. They've given it up 5 times and taken it away 5 times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, you said they're I mean, I feel like these were I honestly like almost have to double check my notebook. They're they're bottom two in uh rush in offense. They're bottom two in offense in the Big Ten. They're dead last in rushing offense and dead last in rushing defense.
2: And they can't. And their, pa- sp- their pass offense really isn't good. They're averaging no. 203 yards a game, which is 97th in the country.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean this I- is off-
2: a- offensively, they're not a good team. Defensively,
0: they're giving up 27 points a game. I. No, I mean th- this. This is a situation where it's. Weakness on strength, which is probably not great for our defense, because this is a team that probably is not gonna have success throwing the running the ball. Um now I do like Cam Porter. Cam Porter's a good think running he, back. I mean... he's a good running back, but they've had no success. I think that's entirely offensive line driven.
1: So are we moving to uh key personnel right now? Timber? Yeah, do,
0: do you have any stats, Justin? No, you
1: Derek covers them all
0: every week. I know. <laughs> There's
1: nothing to cover.
0: That's uh, so why I started looking up Big Ten rankings because Derek always hits the national perspective, and I'm like, well, I can't. I have to hit the Big Ten because Derek kills all the national stats. But yeah. no, Cam Porter. I mean, for whatever it's worth, I still think he's the center of this offense, and he's had, I guess, moderate success this year. He's averaging just under 50 yards, but I do think this is a guy that if he gets going, can hurt us. Um, troubles up front. They they had a bad offensive line going in the year. They they've done nothing to deem themselves um other guys i think on the outside we'll get bryce Kritz and cam johnson both of them are in the top 12 in uh, receiving yards in the big 10 uh, i will put a little asterisk next to Kritz though because he had 215 receiving yards against howard so he went off that game which kind of catapulted him up to that high level with there but he also has three receiving touchdowns and then I'll, I'll save the defense, but yeah, I mean, th- those are a couple of guys you want to look out for. I think on Saturday,
1: Derek. Uh,
0: so I,
2: I think we need to watch out a little bit for Brendan Brandon Sullivan if he ends up being the quarterback. Uh, he's he's a little limited on his time playing, but he did throw sixty-seven percent of his passes so far this season. A three-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio has ninety-six yards rushing. Two touchdowns rushing. Uh, I, I the guys okay. I mean, I, I, Justin kind of asked us this question that uh, earlier uh, before before we got on the podcast if he was better than uh, Ben Bryant. I I don't know if I can answer that question because I haven't watched enough Northwestern to say. But statistically speaking, he is a better quarterback in in a, in a limited amount of time. Uh, if Ben Bryant does play, I mean, he's only he's completing 59% of his passes, six touchdowns and three interceptions. He does have two touchdowns rushing, but he's got negative 24 yards. So I, I think I would worry about Brennan Sullivan a little bit more in the run game just because he can run the ball. And Nebraska has in history struggled with guys who can run the ball at quarterback, so – Always worries me a little bit.
1: So, which quarterback would you rather face, Derek?
2: Probably Ben Bryant.
1: You'd rather you'd rather face Ben Bryant, the starting quarterback, yeah. than Brandon Sullivan. Just
2: because I know he's not
0: really much of a threat running the ball. Wow,
1: Tyler, do you agree with that?
0: I mean, I I'm not over, especially with Luke Reimer coming back. I I'm really not worried about Sullivan beating us. I mean, he. I again, I can't say I've scouted him. I I just, I guess if I was going to worry about a quarterback beating us, it's going to be a quarterback that can get it to those wide receivers, and I, it appears that Ben Bryant might be a little bit better at it. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean he's obviously taking way more snaps. It, it's hard to say. I mean, but yeah, I I would say I would probably prefer less the starting quarterback, or, yeah, I think I said that right.
1: So Ben Bryant is listed as questionable headed into the game. I think all Husker fans are they're interested in who is actually going to start for Northwestern uh, when this game kicks off on Saturday at uh, two thirty on BTN. Everybody's going to want to know. All the Husker fans are, are going to want to know which quarterback are we going to face.
2: Can, can I uh, can I just add this to it? Like yeah. for whatever reason, and and this is again recent history. But it's been a kind of a long history with Nebraska. We do well against starting quarterbacks, but when the backup quarterback comes in, we tend that's to fall true. apart.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks for dropping that little nugget on us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, you're, that, an asshole.
1: You're, you're exactly right. So, so yeah, I think. But I'll that usually
0: happens mid-game. That's that, a usually a that's mid-game. Game that's because because you remember when Sean Clifford was pulled against Will Levis. And Scott Frost had his best win as a Husker against Penn State,
2: and in their, in their
0: worst year. And their yeah. worst year, but hey, for, hey, Will Levis We're still beating Penn State, yeah. still beating Penn State. And Will Levis obviously went on whatever second round draft pick. I think he I don't think he got in the first round, but
1: how about when Tanner Morgan got knocked out of the game?
0: No, 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 no. And this the Greek freak uh, walked in. You know. <laughs> yep, I remember that. Shit. Did that happen to us twice? Did we knock Tanner Morgan out of games twice? Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I mean, he played
1: he played like seven years. So, and then yeah, every he time should've... he
0: got injured, it was like, well, there goes this
1: lead. Yeah. Oh yeah, because every day. every
2: time, no, because really honestly, every time you watch those games, it was like, oh, Tanner Morgan's hurt. Yeah, we got this game in the bag. Like this is and then, an easy game.
0: And then, no, yeah. and then, but, no, but not yeah. at all. Mid game, I'm taking it back. Mid game injuries of quarterbacks is bad for Nebraska. That's true. You get, a, you get a week of prep, you're fine. That's fair. All
1: right. So, Derek, what are the keys to victory for Northwestern?
2: Oh, you know, honestly, it's 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 hard to find them. It's it's can can they take the ball away from Nebraska and win that turnover battle and find and get Nebraska into a situation where they can get a lot of penalties out of them. Because statistically speaking, they don't match up well with us. They just, I mean,
0: they're just not our good team right now. Tyler? I mean, here's what I'll say. They beat Minnesota. And and you if you're in Nebraska, they you left that game.
1: From, they came from behind to win that they, game. They had they they
0: 21 points in the fourth quarter. This is a team that isn't going to fight. I called them frisky going into the season. They're 3-3 three and three right now. And I don't remember what all of our predictions were. But I pretty much would be willing to bet that none of us had Northwestern getting three victories. So this is a team right now; they have the same record as Nebraska. This team has showed a lot of fight. I to, say to be, all to those. Be
2: fair, to be fair, there are two of their wins are against UTEP and Howard,
0: and they barely beat a Minnesota team. But they beat up I, I the Minnesota I, I game. S-
2: I'll give them credit. I'll give them credit for that one.
0: I By say all that, that to say. say I say all of that to say. I don't see a lot of ways where offensively that Northwestern is going to be able to do this. So the key to the victory for Northwestern is to make this as ugly of a game as possible. Their kickers 4-for-4 four four on field goals for the year. You you get into a position, and, and they got a defender that can challenge us. We kind of missed it, but Xander Mueller has three sacks. He leads the team in tackles for them. If they keep this game extremely low scoring and turn this into a special teams affair, I mean, th- th- there is right. a chance that they can outkick us to a victory. And we've they, seen that
2: they only have three interceptions on the year. Two of them are from linebackers and Bryce Gallagher, who feels like he's been there for absolutely ever. And Xander Z- Mueller. So, I mean, the, the linebackers are something to watch.
0: Xander like- Z- is in the conversation. I mean, like he is in the conversation for the best defenders on the field on Saturday. I mean, Luke Reimer, I mean, obviously I have the respect for, but he, he is a guy that can challenge us. Uh so, yeah, I mean, but, well, yeah, you got, that, you got that, that's got help for.
2: I, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Anto Saka. S-A-K-A, Saka. He's a defensive lineman. He has three sacks himself. So he's going to be a little bit of a bear to mess with, too.
1: What I will say about this Northwestern team headed in, you know, we all know what they did. Uh to minnesota come from behind victory the way that they did but what about the following following week when they went to play uh top 10 ranked penn state team that was a dog fight in the first half hundred 10 10 percent at halftime. do
0: not let the score fool you there because it was you're right justin they they took it, it frisky and and you look yeah. at that rutgers game at the beginning of the year and you're like well they got their asses beat by rutgers and this Rutgers team is way better than anybody gave him court, credit for at that point in time in the season. So, and Duke, they got beat up by Duke. I mean, Duke is a way better team than anyone expected. So, I, I just, it's it's I, hard to make anything of this record. I think, honestly, what looks worse for Penn, uh, for uh, Northwestern is that Howard game. I think that was their worst showing of the year.
1: With a backup them. quarterback. I mean, it was 16 no, it, to nothing. Yeah. They, 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 they were. It was a Northwestern game. game. This
2: this has been Northwestern's mo for as long as we've been in the Big Ten. They play up to their talent and they play down to their talent. It doesn't matter what game they're in; they're going to be in a dogfight.
1: So this is what's interesting about this Northwestern team. As we all know, Pat Fitzgerald was fired before the season. The defensive corner, David Braun. Uh, the defensive coordinator who came in from North Dakota State, he took the DC position there. Pat Fitzgerald gets fired. This DC Brawn, he gets promoted to head coach, and the first three games were shady. But this guy is has Northwestern trending in the right direction. They they saw with you know they began to believe in themselves after that comeback victory from Northwestern dogfight against Penn State and then, well, for the first half and then last week against Howard they, they did get the win it wasn't close in the first half uh, they dominated and, you know, there's a little bit of slippage there, but I am I I fully believe that we are going to get Northwestern's best fight this, this the spread is 12 points 12 yeah. points right now, Nebraska's favored by 12 that's going to be tough.
0: It's going to be tough. I, I just got to correct you. To, to say they dominated is a little bit of an overstatement. I mean, in that game, uh, the Howard outgained them passing, or total yards. Even in the first half, it was relatively even. Like, this was not a, like, oh, my gosh, how dare them blow them out. I mean, it was a, eh. Not an overly impressive Northwestern team. Took advantage of a couple short fields. Got some points. I I don't know. It was Howard. Well, it, it wasn't FCS. Okay. It was it wasn't a domination. First half. Score-wise. Not yards-wise.
1: Alright. Uh, keys to victory for Nebraska. Derek.
2: So you get up early. And you have as I, I believe it was uh, Jason Peter like to say, you put your foot on their throat and you just, you just keep it down. You can't let off. So I, I see this game going a lot like the Illinois game. I, but you got to you got to finish the drives. I Nebraska has got to get better at finishing drives, and that, that's another thing I hope they worked worked on during a bye week. How, however, it. it just doesn't feel like a game that... Defensively, I think we're going to shut them down. I I think defensively, you do what they've been doing. And this is a bad offense. You just continue to do what you've been doing. Offensively, you're just going to have to... You're going to have to string some things together. And make it work.
0: Tyler? I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think you protect the ball. Do what you... Do run the ball. I I, I do think we're going to get a little bit more success passing this week. I I, got to believe they come out of the bye week with trying to think, hey, we got to get things going. I do believe this is the easiest game left. I think that Matt Rule has his team fired up. They've got expectations. Now I think the Big Ten West is open. Maybe not all the way open the door, but it's open. I think this team comes out there, make a little bit of a statement, and they come out fired up. Luke Reimer being back is a big deal. I, I think he is going to play his ass off.
2: I, I want to disagree with you a little bit on that, Tyler. I don't, I don't think we should be throwing the ball much. I think this is a game where we need to run for 300 yards.
0: So, Derek, my problem with that is if you're telling me, hey, Anthony Grant gets 22 carries and Hen Harburg gets 14 carries and that amounts to 300 yards, I'm all about it. But my problem is, is my fear is for us to get a big rushing game that involves a twenty-five plus carry for Grant and a twenty game for Hardwick, and I think there's a lot of season left, and I think we got to figure out something different in this game, and maybe this is a game throwing twenty-five, twenty-eight times might be something to do, and again, Northwestern secondary doesn't scare me. Like you have some freshmen, let's get some confidence in a home field with the Schaefer in attendance. I will be there. I am no you will longer the, there. I will be there Saturday. We got our tickets today. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a beautiful Saturday. Probably the last nice Saturday of the year. It's gonna be a great time for a, not much wind right now. I think I think Aaron and Aaron and out is retrospective, right? Like I mean, you're you're not. I'm not saying 35 pass attempts. I'm not going crazy. But maybe maybe I, I twenty.
2: I think it's a good game to get Emmett Johnson involved. I think it's a good game to get Josh Flakes involved.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing Bonner come off the milk carton.
2: I wouldn't mind that either.
1: Are you guys project? Well, we're going to get into score predictions here in a second. But the way you guys are talking about like getting Bonner and Emmett Johnson like this, are, you guys must be predicting like a fairly easy victory.
2: I'm not an easy victory, but you're gonna. You're going to have to get these guys involved. I don't know about Bonner because he's been pretty much on a milk cart, but either Emmett Johnson or Josh Fleeks, you're going to have to get him involved because Anthony Grant's not going to be on the field every single time. And you're going to have to start getting these guys involved because they're what, that's what we have left.
0: Can I, can I ask you a question on Anthony Grant? So obviously Matt Rule heading into the bye week was very critical about Anthony Grant's ball security. Is there any chance there's any sort of doghouse for him?
2: No, we got nobody left. Emmett Johnson's yeah. not getting a start.
0: And it sounds like Emmett Johnson's having some ball security issues too and Quentin practice. Quentin Ives ain't getting a start either. What about fleeks? Bring his Baylor boy in for the starting? I I don't see it. I'm with you guys. I, I just I, I I think that is a I I, 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 I will say this. I
2: think Rule would like to put him in the doghouse, but
0: but he can't. He just can't. Like You're limited right now. I'm sure it would have been great to keep A.J. Allen.
1: <laughs> Who would have known that we were going to need to go four deep <laughs> at that position?
0: This early, too. Fuck. Yeah.
1: Derek, bold predictions. All
2: right. I'm going to go Nebraska gets four sacks or more in this game.
1: Oh, don't do, dude! I've fallen for the sack game twice this year, and it failed miserably. <laughs> don't go there. I'm going. Find there. another. I'm going way. there.
2: This team gives up a lot of sacks, and I, I think they're gonna find a way to do it.
1: Wow! All right, Tyler, your bold prediction.
0: I think Nebraska gets at least two passing touchdowns. Harburg two has th- four on the season. I think he gets. At least 50%. Maybe three, maybe three, but at least two. Wow. Uh,
1: My bold prediction centers around Harburg also, and it is, I kind of alluded to this earlier in the episode, but he's going to pitch four times while running the option. That Uh, is my bold prediction. That's
2: not much of a bold prediction. I think he did that last week.
1: Did he? Yeah. In the second half, I think he did. He He started started pitching. That's what Anthony Grant started going.
2: Second half, he did.
1: Still rolling with four. If it's easy, I'll take the easy victory there. It's not really bold, but... What what would be bold in that category? I don't know. That's a stupid category to pick a bold (laughs) prediction. Well, I wasn't going to go sacks. I'm not going to get burned by that again. And I don't think there's a chance in hell that we go... Two passing TDs. But let's get into score predictions. Uh, well, Derek, how do you think this game is going to play out? And give us your score prediction.
2: Again, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I, I think this game is going to play out a lot like the Illinois game. Uh, I, I think Nebraska will mostly own this game. Uh, there will be some mistakes that probably keep the game a little closer than what it needs, needs to be. But I think the defense will shut, shut it down and – offensively we will do enough to win
1: all right your score prediction is what
2: I'll go 28
0: to seven 28 seven wow Tyler um well I, we're aligned on what Nebraska's gonna do uh I think Northwestern will do a little bit more um, I, I think that they're they're gonna get in the field goal range get some ugly field they, their kickers good enough to put points on the board. Uh, I got Nebraska 27, Northwestern
1: 16. 27-16. All right, so I think this is going to be a scrappy game there in the first half, probably third quarter. I think in the fourth quarter, Nebraska finally starts to separate themselves in the run game. They're going to establish that dominance, and they will escape with a 24-13 to 13 victory over Northwestern. So... Uh, T- Derek, you are the only one that thinks Nebraska will cover this game. Tyler, uh, me and you are just shy of that cover at uh, with an 11-point victory. You know, De-
0: I, I will call out, Derek, for thinking it was going to be a 4-point spread, to think we're just going <laughs> to steamroll Northwestern is a little shocking. Because when I threw out a 10-point spread, you're like, oh, that's too high. I didn't say anything when you said 10-point spread. Justin was the one that said that. Okay, you Justin says too I, but you came back with the four point prediction. I did I
2: didn't come back with a four point because I just I was looking at the FBI, and the FBI at the time had us at a fifty five percent chance of winning the game. And so usually that amounts to about a four point victory, according to so, Vegas. We we the
0: but my only thing on this game is when you saw how evenly matched Nebraska and Minnesota was, like it you see Northwestern beat minnesota i just think like i I don't think
2: i don't think we're the same team that played against minnesota right now i think our defense is better which they were pretty damn good in that game anyway and i think our offense is better not by much but i think our offense is better than what they were against minnesota
1: okay so i will say that i hope derek's prediction comes uh uh, comes to fruition more than hours, yeah. Tyler, because I have an Oktoberfest party that I'm going to next weekend. So I'm going to miss part of the game next weekend. So the game will be on at the party. But just Are you looking sure?
2: At, just looking at their offense. Wait, wait, I just, wait, 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 I just can't see where – I mean, their offense is as bad as Illinois. I just don't see – if we can shut down Illinois that way, I don't see how why we can't stop these guys.
1: I don't disagree. Can we do it back to back games? That's haven't we demonstrated it in back to back games? I mean, we haven't been we're not consistent enough. We've had a bye week. What if we used uh, our good week last Saturday during the bye week? What if we're <laughs> back onto the shitty part now?
0: I mean, they're, they're, you you're not wrong. I mean, right. I mean, you add back Lenhart healthier, Reimer healthier, bye week at home. Schaefer in attendance, back-to-back games. If
1: if Schaefer was not in attendance, this would be, you know, easy 28-7 victory. Oh, it would. The it fact would, that Tyler's going to Sha- be there. If
2: Schaefer wasn't in, in attendance, I probably would have called for the shutout.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I would love to see a shutout.
1: That'd be pretty cool.
0: It's been a long time. It's been a long time.
1: All right, Tyler, as a fan, what would you do in Memorial Stadium? We are up 35-0 with seven minutes left in the staying. game. Are you staying? 100%
0: staying. 100% Is It would be one thing if it was cold and crappy weather. Like, I could – I mean, I, I I will not be fan-shamed at this point in my life. Like, there was a point in my life I, I sat through the Bill Callahan era. I stayed through many of those fourth quarters. Like, I fan-shamed – at this point, I, I'm not against leaving early for traffic, but, man, a nice day, 35-point shutout on the table. I'm sitting my ass there.
1: All right, good to know. All right, uh, guys, let's move into the games of the week against the spread. Uh, last week, I actually had a my first winning week of Way to the kill season the segment, at
0: 3-2. What's that? Way to kill the segment. Why? What are you talking about? Fade Justin. You just lost all of our listeners' money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Derek, you went 3-2. and two. Tanner's only talking smack because he's the only one on this podcast that had a losing record last week at 2-3. and three. So for updated yearly uh, standings, you can still make a lot of money by fading me. I am 8-24-3 and 24 and three on the year. Derek, you are 17-15-3. And, Tyler, you are 16, 16, and 3. People can make money off of you.
0: No, they can't. Not.
1: No, they cannot. All right, games of the week. Number seven, Penn State. At number three, Ohio State. This is the game that we've all been looking forward to all year. Ohio State is four and a half point favorites. Oh, sorry. Derek.
2: All right. This is a tough game. I, it's going to be a good game. Uh, so I, I was hoping this game would be in Penn State because I noticed that Penn State has only given up seven points at home all year. Unfortunately for them, it's not in Penn State. Ohio State's really come around. Their offense is looking good. Their defense has been great all year. I, I see this being a low-scoring game, but I think Ohio State
0: Tanner. I mean, this is a this is great football. I don't know if I'm going to be at a tailgate or at a bar before the game, but I am so looking forward to this football game. Um, I mean, you talked about Ohio State turning it on. I mean, last week, one of the games I missed is I thought Purdue would play them close. They, they steamrolled Maryland the week before. They had that impressive victory against Northern, Notre Dame. Uh, Penn State's no slouch, but I think Ohio State, at home, they get the cover.
1: Ohio State. Okay, that's going to make all three of us. I've been fading Ohio State so long. At the beginning of the year, I thought that they were just kind of... I didn't think that they were that good to start the year off, but they have been uh, impressing me every week. They've, they've,
2: They've improved every week.
1: Every week, yeah. So, give me Ohio State in this game. Number 17, Tennessee at number 11, Alabama, a team that hasn't impressed me. Uh Alabama's standing half point favorites, Derek.
2: Uh again, yeah, I look Tennessee's really good at getting the sacks. Alabama's really terrible about giving up sacks. Uh I, I think this game's a lot closer. Alabama's not been impressive. They've they just kind of squeaked by Arkansas last week. I think Tennessee's still a decent team. I d I don't know if Tennessee can win, but they could, I guess. But I but I don't but I don't think that uh Alabama covers this spread. So I'll go Tennessee.
0: Tanner. Derek, I think we, we see this game the same. I, I think Tennessee's going to keep it close. Alabama hasn't been impressive this year. Um, if this game is at Tennessee,
2: I, I might call for Tennessee to win. Sure,
0: certainly would. But it's not. And I think this – my fear, like this is why a 12-team playoff is stupid. Because right now, Bama should be eliminated because they're going to lose again. They're going to lose again because they're not that good. But you know what? In a 12-team playoff, you know they'd find their flipping way into the playoff. And all of a sudden, all those five-star recruits would start learning how to play football. But this isn't the week they do it. they probably win the game, but I I think Tennessee covers. I think this is a three-point game.
1: So, I don't know. This is probably a different conversation, but Tyler, do you think that Alabama is ranked incorrectly? They're currently number 11 in the rankings. Yes. Now, we know that the rankings don't matter right now be, until the playoff committee. But there's 11. Is You think they're too high?
0: I mean, I... They're, I not, in a, the they're I think, not in the top 10. They're not in the top 10.
1: I think everybody... I think they're being rated correctly right now. Being uh, number 11 right now. But, I think that's very, very fair. I, they're I, not a dominant team. They're no.
0: not a dominant team, but they, they barely beat Arkansas last week. They barely beat AM the week before. Like, I mean, this team is just barely getting by. I mean, their last double-digit victory was against Mississippi State. I mean, they looked really good against Ole Miss. You thought, okay, well, maybe this is the Alabama Bulls, but the last two weeks they've gone right back to this bad football. Yeah. I, I I just, I don't know. I, Yeah I, I, I don't know who's all behind him. I don't know who I'd put in front of them So I guess it's hard for me to really make that argument Like a team like Duke Seems like they could make a case That they should be ahead of Alabama I know we're about to get to Duke But yeah
1: So is Nick Saban on his way out the door? No
0: Well I mean if he wants to be I, I think Dad? so yes But
1: Okay all right, so, I,
0: I really do. I think he's about to retire. Right?
1: So it's all three of us. First two games. Uh, I have Tennessee also. I just don't see uh, more than a one-score win. I think Alabama does win this game, but I think Tennessee keeps it close because a lot of teams are keeping it close, and Tennessee is too good. I don't believe in Joe Milton. That I don't think he can get it done to get pull off the victory, but I think they can keep it close because Alabama, they're, they're, there's something wrong with that team.
0: It, there is something wrong, and I just want to add, Krean. to this. this might be a bit, uh, same as last year. Uh, Saban has been doing a weekly appearance on an ESPN show, and that's very out of character for Nick Saban to go and like willingly talk to more media throughout the week. He might be he might be making his uh, life after football media presence kind of starting to polish that up. Like
1: little, on ESPN, but... is he the Lee Corso replacement? God, he doesn't that was... have the personality to be a Lee Corso <laughs> He pre- can't be a Lee
0: Corso replacement But could he go on and do like Color commentary on Fox?
1: Lee? Could he be Urban Myers replacement? I,
0: I, I'll I, tell you this much I would listen to Nick Saban talk breakdown film During a game I'll, Oh yeah I mean who knows more about like Execution of plays than Nick Saban Yeah But pregame game. so have to much.
1: interact with all the media that he fucking can't stand
0: but God, if you put him. Can you imagine? Talk about much, must see TV. Him and Urban Meyer. Imagine Urban Meyer trying to get Nick Saban to go to those bars. My God. It would be crazy watching that. Line art. I'd in. pay 100
1: bucks to watch those two play shuffleboard against each other.
0: Bat- bags.
1: Yeah, yeah, that too. All right, number 16, Duke at number four, Florida State. Florida State is 14-point favorites. Derek, do you believe that shit?
2: I can, but I don't think they're going to cover. I, Duke's still a good team. I, I, Florida State will win this game, I believe. But I, I don't think they're covering two touchdowns. Maybe 10, I could, I could believe, but I don't, I don't think they're covering two touchdowns.
1: All right, so you're going Duke.
0: Tyler, I, mean, I, I think this is this is the game. I mean, I think this is the last really big test that Florida State has till the ACC championship. They got Miami. They got Florida. But those teams aren't biting the same as the Blue Dew devils I think that they know that they need to get a little bit of style points heading into the playoffs. Because right now the playoffs are going to be really competitive. This is one of the most competitive years of the college football playoffs. I think Florida State... Comes out just over athletes for Duke. Uh, Duke's been good. No no shame in that game, but I I think Florida State covers.
1: All right. We have our first division. I'm siding with Derek here. I like Duke in this. I I really like what Duke's been putting together this year. Uh, Florida State, they've kind of been a little bit.
2: I I wasn't high on Duke until that Notre Dame game.
1: Yeah, they they were very impressive against. They, they were today. very that, impressive
2: against that game, and, and I think they can do the same to Florida State. But I, again, I just don't think they got enough athletes I
0: just, to win the game. I, I just, you're right, Derek. That probably was their most impressive performance, and they lost. I mean, they, they have not gotten. Again, to the I think bread.
2: they'll lose. I just, I don't, I don't think it's by two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I'm not calling them for a win. No, I know. I don't, think but that I just, they will cover 14 points.
0: I mean, their ACC victories right now. Is, I think their own is Clemson, which. Albeit very impressive, but it was a week one weird game. And then you have NC State. I mean, they haven't really gotten to the bread and butter of the ACC yet. I I, I don't know. I mean, they they, they're, they are properly ranked right now. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, uh, I'm trying to stall here for just a second because it's going to pull up against the ATS. But I don't think I, I ran out of time. All right, 14, Utah at number 18, USC. USC's seven-point favorites, Derek.
2: I personally believe that USC was exposed a little bit last week against Notre Dame. Uh, Utah's defense is as good as Notre Dame's. I think think Utah covers this. I I don't know if they win, but I think they cover. USC plays no defense, and... I, just, I, I think that Utah will find enough to score on them, but they're not going to give up a ton of points.
0: Tyler? Uh, I am going to go Utah also. It would not shock me if Utah wins. It wouldn't shock me if Caleb Williams ends up having a really good game to bounce back, but I just think that Utah defense is too talented. Um, but can I ask a stupid question? What's up with Cam Rising? Is he coming back? Like is he out for the year? I am I just I haven't heard. I mean, no idea. I feel like every week, like I keep like looking to think, is he coming back this week? And
1: every week they say that, right? And
0: and I don't know if I'm hearing this, like like he's coming back, or I'm just like obsolete to the fact that he's out for the season, and I just don't know that. But every week when I look to make my bets, without him, they are winning games without him. But I every week I look to make bets, and I'm like, is this the week that he comes back? And every week he's not. And so
1: when they played Baylor, when they played Baylor, when Utah played Baylor, uh, I guess it was uh, if, September 9th. If
0: they had Cam Rising, that was the I,
1: question.
2: I, I would say Utah wins this game almost easily.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to find our first difference here, and I'm taking USC. I think this uh, seven-point win, I think this is – or seven-point seven spread is an overreaction – to USC, they look bad. They, they yeah.
2: Utah's defense is, is real. I think
1: they're, they, they're they're legit. They are legit. But I do think that uh, USC. I think that they uh, they come back and uh, they make a statement here. They need to. They need to for in the for Pac-12 purposes, right? They shit the bed last week. They need. But it to wasn't a something. Pac-12 game. It wasn't, but they... They no, the
2: they, bad. for the Pac-12, they don't need That's how they need to. Because Utah still looks good. Washington still looks good. And Oregon's not far behind.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. They end the year with games against in, in order. Washington, Oregon, UCLA. So, win or lose, their Pac-12 future will be decided here in the month of November. And, by the way, flipping great football because that Washington-Oregon game, is in the top five games I've watched this season. It's a
2: great game. It was, I, I watched almost all of that game. It was a fun game to watch.
0: And we're about to get to a game that was, is the complete opposite of whatever that game was.
1: <laughs> yes, we are. And that is, we're headed back to the Big Ten for Wisconsin at Illinois, Wisconsin's two and a half point favorites. Derek. All
2: uh, right. As hard as I've been on Tanner Mordecai for not being the greatest quarterback, without him, I think Wisconsin's in trouble. I, I'm I, I'm calling for it. Illinois wins this game, so I'm wow. taking I'm taking Illinois at plus two and a
0: half. Okay, Tatter. Well, Derek, I'm with you. I got Illinois plus two and a half. But I I, I mean you, you're I am actually winning this game. Everything you said, I agree with. I got to get off this. Like last week, the Wisconsin Iowa game, I heard people say. No, that was actually good football that was terrible football. I went to a bar for the second half of the Oregon Washington game on, and I had that game on one t v in Wisconsin, Iowa. I'm telling you that was not good defense that was terrible offenses like Wisconsin's offenses in Epp. I damn them for being in a conversation. It is horrible football right now what's going on in the Big Ten West. And I'm sad to be part of it. This got to be Nebraska year, but no, Illinois. We whooped on Illinois, and I think Illinois is gonna beat Wisconsin. The, the future is bright for Nebraska right now.
1: So we do all these picks against the spread. If this wants to make you throw up, Wisconsin right now, they are two and four against the spread, and Illinois is one and six against the spread. Two terrible teams against the spread. The line is two and a half. I know that Tanner Mordecai is out. I'm a huge Tanner Mordecai believer, uh, but you know what? I think Wisconsin. Even though that they had uh, Malusi, right? Did I say his name right? Did I butcher that? Tyler, would you know if I butchered that? It sounded running right. Running back
0: sounded right to me. He's been he's out for the year.
1: Yeah, he's out for the year. I know that he's gone, and now Mordecai is gone. I still think that Wisconsin gets a three-point win over Illinois I do not believe in this Illinois team this I, do, Illinois I don't team either.
2: I just don't believe in Wisconsin especially without Tanner Mordecai
1: yeah because their mean,
2: their defense hasn't been good not has been, been, typi- been good not the typical no not the typical Wisconsin defense you expect
0: well no because they I mean but Again, they they look good because they played Iowa, who is just again Iowa's defense is actually good. Wisconsin's defense is good, but both those offenses are just bad. They're just they bad.
1: Are. I really think that this game, this line is an overreaction to Illinois beating Maryland last just week.
0: Impressive I think victory! It's an
1: overreaction. Impressive victory. Good victory. Great victory. But, yep, give me Wisconsin. So, all right, we got some differences. I'll be interested in uh, the results next week. Uh, We are – I called it, guys. I thought this would be a 90-minute episode, and we are right there. So let's get out of here. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Coastcast on Twitter at Husker Coastcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red.